On this week's Sisters Dish episode, there are some serious bites to catch up on after Courtney's crazy Christini making weekend, and I hosted a gathering of the usual Viewside Drive suspects that had more smoking than drinking going on. Mama Ashley claims we are dishing on her too hard, so we make a formal apology and a public plea to her to please let us keep sharing the real stories. Find out what we've got cooking for Easter and Passover and what we'll be drinking to get us through the family holiday. And we have on Jessica Maros and Tyler James to share with everyone how they created the insanely catchy Hey Sis Eat This theme song. And they reminisce about life on the road with their band Escondido, including one crazy night after appearing on Conan O'Brien. Enjoy the show. Woohoo! Yep. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Yep. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. How'd your B Day party go yesterday? Well, not your B Day party, Big D. <laughs> Our stepdad's birthday party. I know you hosted yesterday. How'd it go? It went good. I have to say I was a little stressed. I called you before they Mm -hmm. came over and you didn't answer. And I was like, why am I doing this? I got so much shit going on. You Um, know what I was doing when you called me? What? I was, I was meditating. Yeah. That's what I should have been doing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Probably would have helped me. Um, But it ended up being great. Um, All Dwight wanted was for us to have him and mama over and our kind of adopted family, the Nolans from episode two, you know, I think we mentioned on the podcast with them, like Andy's this insane master barbecue smoker. Mm-hmm. So mama had some meat from Brenham, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, she had some meat. She had so bri- smoke some meat. Yeah. She had brisket and she had um, some ribs and so she took him on over there and asked him to smoke them for her. And he did. Mm. They were delicious. And they were prime. Prime. Not choice. Yeah, they were prime. And for viewers, yeah. those that would be prime. Yeah. Meat, not prime. We say prime. Mom says prime. Prime choice. I never thought that we needed to explain that, but it's probably yeah. true. Well, it's like when she says ass tea. It's not like ass, A-S-S-T. It's right. ice tea, but it sounds like ass tea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ass tea. anyway well good well I got up to a lot of cooking this weekend you did myself yeah well it was like a Christini craze Mm. you know we interviewed that really cool chef Alana Horwich last week on Friday night so when she got to my house I was like surprise um we're gonna make some of your Christini from your cookbook and she was like oh okay (laughs) great so but we did And they were delicious. And we'll get into that when we do her episode. But the next night I went over to my friend Dina's house to cook because we love to cook together. Mm -hmm. And it had been a while since we, you know, just gotten in the kitchen together and just did our thing. And so she said, oh, there's this new recipe that I want to try out. I said, great. I didn't even ask her what it was. So I get over there and it's a crostini, like a pea, (laughs) yummy, like pea crostini with burrata on top. Mm. Where'd Dina get the recipe? 
uh, Gabby, Gobby, what's Gobby. Gobby cooking? Yes. You know who we follow on Instagram and we want her to be on the podcast. So <laughs> I, when she said it's from this cookbook, what's Gobby, what's Gabby cooking? I go, well, first of all, it's Gobby. <laughs> We're dying to get on our podcast. So I was like, oh, let's do it. And it was amazing. It was so delicious. Mm. It was like fresh peas that we put in the Cuisinart with lemon and olive oil and stuff. And you put them on a crostini with burrata on top. Not frozen peas? Not frozen peas. They were like the fresh shelled peas you that you can them? get them at Trader Joe's. No, well, yes. Did we cook them? Boil them yeah, or something? I don't remember. I think we, yeah, parboiled them. Yeah, I think we blanched them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We blanched them. You know them. I loathe the pea. I know, but you would like this. Okay. I know you loathe the pea and I'm not a big pea person either, but this with the lemon and the salt and the olive oil with the burrata, I mean, you, you, you would like it. It was really good. How bad can that be? So then yesterday I have all this food, you know, I'm trying to leave town tomorrow to go mm -hmm. to the desert to cook Passover with my mother-in-law. Right. So I have all this food that I needed to cook up. So I decided I'd make dinner and we had a loaf of bread from, um, from Bay cities, you know, that really yummy Italian mm. bread. Yes. And so I decided because I had burrata leftover that I would make more crostini. No. So yeah. So last <laughs> night I roasted tomatoes from Alana's cookbook and I made burrata crostini again. And then I also took some burrata cause Reagan, my daughter doesn't like anything except plain, plain. So I took Barada put it on Christini and I drizzled it with olive oil and honey and that was hers and Ooh. they were I mean I kind of was looking at them going like mm, that kind of looks better than the tomato one anyway <sighs> it was a crazy crostini extravaganza all weekend did your family thought that you literally gone crazy and that yeah. you've given up cooking and you're just making crostini for now yeah. on. Literally. I think they were like, what? Like Jason was like, what's this? More crostini. And I was like, <laughs> Oh God. And, but he, but he partook in them and thought it was delicious. Oh, yes. Good. I was getting my crostini on all yeah, weekend. I love it. Well, I have to address that mama Ashley last week got real mad at us. Why? <laughs> because she said. Me too, or just you? Well, um, I think you were actually the one telling the story oh, <laughs> on the bras. I love that. Oh, and I love that when I tell the stories and then she, she comes rats to you, you out to me and yeah. then vice mm -hmm. versa. Yeah. That yeah. she doesn't want me saying the F word and comes to you about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, she was saying on the bras episode, when we talk about how she cleaned out all of the photos mm -hmm. that were just lying in boxes mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. were like, come get your shit out of here. Mm -hmm. And she was mm -hmm. like, I did not say that. I, I did. Y'all are just portraying me as a bad mama. I'm like, oh. mom, first of all, you did say that. Yeah. And she's like, well, you don't have to tell everybody if I did. <laughs> it's all said with love because it's funny. What I told her is I said, mom, every single one of my friends has had mm -hmm. the exact same conversation with their mother. Like yes. once they're out of the house at a certain point when either a parent moves or they're oh my redoing God. something yes. or whatever it is, they're like, come get your shit out of here. Yes. I mean, maybe not every parent says shit, get your shit out of here. But 
I mean, my mother-in-law has shown up with just like boxes of like baseball cards <laughs> and picture frames and picture, you know, al- photo albums. And she's like, I need to get this out of the house. Oh you know, it God. might not have been get this shit out of here, but the intention was the same, you know? So I think it's a common That's theme. That's hilarious. I think it's very relatable to it people. Is. And I'm sorry that she feels her feelings are hurt, but she was actually the most wonderful mom and still is the most wonderful right. mom. And she's so sweet. And speaking of mom yesterday, I was talking to her for a really long time and we were talking about cooking as we always do and she was preparing for her book club and bible study mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. she was well not her bible study but the bible study she she cooks for mm-hmm. and she had and she said oh my god i had the biggest kitchen conundrum i go what she goes well i'm not even gonna tell you because you're gonna say about you're gonna talk about it on the podcast and i said <laughs> no i won't so i'm not gonna tell you what the kitchen conundrum was but she oh, said I know that what it was yeah. But. And I said, she said, well, I was just talking on the phone to Aunt Linda. And I said, Mom, okay, this first is I'll have to pause you because issue. I said to her, I go, were you talking on the phone? And I think she said no. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she goes, well, I was talking on the phone to Aunt Linda and I was doing this and doing that. And Aunt Linda said, Margaret, why don't you just get off the phone and cook? You didn't want to mess anything up. And she goes, I'm fine. <laughs> I can do it. And she's like, what? I did. I messed it up. And I said, oh Mom. Oh, my gosh. You, over the years, consistently, that's the only time you mess up recipes is when you're on the phone. You got to stop. I'm having an intervention. She was laughing. But she's so sweet and generous with her comedy. I mean. Oh, my God. I know. She's the best. Mom, for the record, we love you. You're the best mama ever. We say these things because it's relatable content. And it's not as at the sacrifice of you. We say it because there's so many other kids out there whose mama does the same thing. We just love you. And, you know, it's the price of how you're going to be famous, mom. Yeah. You can be the, <laughs> if you want to be a big star, you got to put it all out there. Kitchen conundrums and all. We said it from day one. We said it from mm-hmm. episode one. Yep. <laughs> mama Ashley, the big star. Like I said, I've got to prepare for Passover this week, although my mother-in-law is really good at doing oh my god your mother's heroic recipe we might have to put that on the website well you know what when i make it this week i'll we're gonna we'll get into it and i'll talk to her about it it's her mother's recipe i love it which heroic is like apple cinnamon red wine walnuts it's this like little kind of side you know like you put it on top of matzo, it's amazing. And I love this meal. You know, we're not going to do a brisket this year. We're going to do a um, tenderloin um, mm. and these green beans with cashews. That is also her mother's recipe. So we're going to do all these family recipes. I'm not a cashew fan. So let me know how that goes. It's really good. It's really good. And um, I'm excited about that. And then you have Easter. Yeah, we do have Easter, which it's not r- really significant to me, but like mom keeps trying to make plans and I'm like, mom, I'm down for whatever. Like, yeah, whatever you want to do. I'm down. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to do Easter over there. And then our neighbors, Selden and mm-hmm. David, who live across mm-hmm. the street, invited us over for an Easter barbecue, which I'm very excited Ooh. about. Easter barbecue. I like that. I know. He's breaking out the green egg. I talked to Selden the other day. Oh, more smoking. There's a lot of smoking going on 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 Viewside Drive. I know. If only they'd make it legal, you know. Oh, wait, different kind of smoking. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I saw this thing on Instagram that you take a chocolate bunny like, you know, Mm -hmm. you get at the store that's hollow and you take a hot knife and um, you cut off the ears Mm -hmm. and then you make that your vessel for a drink. Ooh, that's so cute. So I thought we would fill it with like espresso martinis. 
That's really cute. Isn't that adorable? Yes. I, yes. As long as it's a really cold drink. That's cute. I could do that on Easter morning and put chocolate milk in the kids. Yes. So that bunnies. they said for kids, you could do chocolate milk, strawberry milk or whatever. Ah. And um, for the adults, you could do like Kahlua and Bailey's or, you know, something like that. So, or like coffee and Kahlua. So, well, oh God, don't do coffee though. That might melt it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Ice coffee, cold brew and Kahlua. Ooh, yeah, cold go. brew and Kahlua. Right? Now you're talking malang. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. you could get like cute little straws, like pink and, you know, pastel straws to put in them. Oh, you know, I think even though we're a house full of Jews, we're going to have to do some of these Easter things. That sounds fun. We're all going to be together. So I don't think anyone would be mad at you. No, no, no. In fact, my in-laws suggested we do an Easter egg hunt. So I think it's (laughs) going to be great. I'm going to do it. I'm going to roll with it. Do you remember, speaking of Easter, do you Mm -hmm. remember the time? I know you do. When we had- The dog shit the sock? No, I was going to say that we had the Easter egg hunt in the backyard and the dog peed on the egg. Yes. And, you know, we'd get candy in our eggs too, but we'd get like a dollar or something like that. Yeah. And then like maybe there was like a $5, like that was the golden money. Yeah. And the dog peed on it and we wouldn't touch it. And, you know, little, the family guy was like, he was like, I don't care. And he went and washed it off in the pool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because he was a boy. He didn't care. Right. Yeah. Well, that was also the Easter that our dog, that same dog, ate his dad's tube sock and oh shit it out in whole, like a whole entire tube sock. And how he didn't die from that, I don't know. But yeah, that's what I remember from that Easter. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does that say about me? There was a lot of bodily fluids happening. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, oh, God. Okay, we got it. This is our final call out for National yes. Siblings Day. We got to get you guys. everybody to call in. We've had some funny voicemails. We have. I'm excited. You know, I've texted a few of my friends who said, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. Nobody's done it. So call. You know who you are if you're listening. I also think, too, is we can open up the topics a little bit more. I thought of, you know, did you and your sibling do any pranks to each other or to anyone else? Mm -hmm. Pranks. Yeah. Sibling pranks. I like that. We've mentioned getting into fight, funny fights. We've mentioned getting into trouble. We've mentioned getting drunk. Well, maybe maybe it's something sweet, like when your sibling you know, helped you out in a certain situation that you were struggling with or something. I don't know. I mean, sure. Maybe. Yeah. All right. We want funny <laughs> stuff. Never mind. Don't call in with your sweet, sappy stories. We want funny. Yeah. I, I've memorized the number because I've been texting so many people and telling them to call in. Okay. It is one eight six six four. Hey, sis. That is one eight six six four four three. Nine, seven, four, seven. Didn't even have to look at a piece of paper. Wow. That's really good. I don't think I could have done that. I know. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's get into this sister's dish episode. Okay. It is a fun one because I can't tell you how many calls, text Mm -hmm. messages, videos we've gotten of people who just absolutely love our theme song. I know so good it's so good so we felt that because so hey sis eat this hey sis eat this 
So we have had people ask us all about who is, who did the song. People think we did the song. I mean, I wish I was that talented. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did. I know. Seriously. Anybody who asked if we did it, thank you. But that is far, far from our wheelhouse. We now are going to have on Jessica Maros and Tyler James, who came together after five years of not being together in their band to put our song together. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And they said that they had the best time doing it. Yeah, well, they were in a band, Escondido, together mm-hmm. for years that toured the world. So we get to hear about that, which is fun and what it was like on the road. And we also get to hear about some of their favorite dishes. Yeah, it's cool that they did come back together just to do this for us. And it was meant to be. So I'm I'm excited for you guys to hear because now you'll know who created yeah. that infamous theme song. You might notice that instead of our typical instrumental transitions, We're going to put in some music from Escondido and Tyler James has a new song out. We're going to put that in there as well. So we hope you guys enjoy that little tidbit too. Yeah. Feel free to sing along. (laughs) Yes. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. So today on our Sister's Dish episode, we Mm -hmm. have... Two amazing musicians that have really created the sound for Hey Sis, Eat This. I want to welcome to the podcast, Jessica Maros and Tyler James from the band Escondido. Welcome to Hey Sis, Eat This. Thank you. You guys, this is so exciting. Everyone compliments the song before they compliment our humor. (laughs) (laughs) A little anecdote, Whitney and I, when she played it for me, we both were just sobbing because it was like a spiritual thing. I mean, we were like, oh, my God, this is it. And I have to be honest, when I go back to listen to the podcast, when it, you know, on Thursdays, when we release it, I don't fast forward through the song. I listen to it and sing along. Oh, hell no. You got to sing along. That is so sweet. And that is what it should be. Yeah. I mean, that's so cool. I And means the world too. It really means the world to us. Well, I have to point out something that this podcast was not originally going to be called Hey Sis Eat This. Right. It was going to be called by another name. And we looked up that name and found out that there was a like giant conglomerate media company behind it. And there was a giant website and we're like, well, guess we won't be using that one. Yeah. So I'm on my porch. Jessica had come over to my house. We were sitting on the patio drinking rosé as we are now. And I was just like bitching about how we're going to have to change the name. And she's like, well, let's think about this. I mean, come on, come on. Let's just get together and talk about it. And I'm showing her like our G doc of names and all these different words. And she's like, okay, well, what about, and then what about, what about Hasis eat this? And it was like, the heavens opened up, (laughs) the angels started singing, could have been the wine, but whatever it was, it all clicked. It was the song. And I called Courtney immediately and was like, this is it. This is it. Yeah, we we owe Jess a lot, we must say. No way. No way. Yes. You, well, when take it, girl, take when it. you've got two wonderful people who exude amazingness and oh. have 
a goal in their hearts and in their minds to you create me cry over here. To create something really cool. I mean, it's it it takes a team and you had all the elements of of the things that you love and it just sometimes you need someone from the outside to just pull it all together. I mean, we are so eternally thankful to the both of you and our listeners are always asking who wrote the song, who are those people, how'd you get that done? So Jessica, tell us a little bit about how you and Tyler met. Yeah, so Tyler and I met back in, was it 2013? 11, probably. Okay, so 2011 we met and we met through a mutual friend named Leanne Ford who is a designer um, yeah. on Restored by Fords. Mm-hmm. She has her own HGTV show. And she came to Nashville a ton. And I met her through another mutual friend. And at the time, I wasn't even singing. Um, I was making jewelry and had my own sort of clothing line. And I really wanted to sing again. And Leanne was like, why don't you come over to a friend of mine named Tyler? And we're, I'm actually going to write a Christmas song with him and I'd love for you to come join us. So I show up to this really cool house in Nashville. It was like this old historical home. It was Tyler's house? It was Tyler's house, but he was living in there with a couple other roommates at the time. And I walked in and he had his whole recording gear set up and... So he had all of us like play tambourine and we're all jam session. And Leanne goes, Jess, why don't you play him a song? And so I played him Rodeo Queen, which is on our first album, Ghost of Escondido. And he was like, oh, this is, this is rad. So once we were finished with the Christmas song, he starts to like produce Mm -hmm. and record after that session like right then, like starts to like you know, right play then. notes and playing with my guitar chords. And we walked away recording Rodeo Queen. And I went home that night with a physical recording of Rodeo Queen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. And Leanne's like, Jess, you should have him produce your record. Like you should, this is perfect. And so we kept recording right. songs, kept recording songs. And then... um Tyler, we met at a coffee shop and basically was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to turn this into a band? (laughs) That's amazing. Tyler, how did y'all come up with the name Escondido? Um, honestly, I was just looking (laughs) on a map. (laughs) How all the good names start. Before I met Jessica, I was I was like, man, I was a solo artist most of my life, at least in my twenties. And then I was in some other bands and I got done with that. And I was thinking about what to do. And, um, I just knew I didn't want to be a solo artist anymore. I was trying to, you know, make, wanted to stay in music, but make smarter decisions and maybe try to figure out what's not working. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't be a lead singer and maybe I shouldn't play piano and make this sad singer songwriter stuff. And so (laughs) when Jessica, when I met Jessica, I was kind of like, kind of looking for some something like that and i was trying to do some kind of spaghetti western style music hmm. um i love it like i just wanted 
the aesthetic and like some of the instrumentation to feel like that. Um, and when Jessica played me Rodeo Queen, I was like, whoa, this is perfect. And so, um, yeah, but the name was basically just from the, I, honestly, I was looking at a town in Mexico and I forgot that there was like a town of maybe, you know, 200,000 people north of San Diego and in Escondido. Here's a little bit of Rodeo Queen from Escondido. So Whitney told me you guys have toured all over the world, which is so cool. And um, what was your favorite venue, Jessica? There has been a lot of places that I was thinking about. One of the places that keeps coming up to mind is this place in Portugal. We played in on an island called Madeira mm. for um, Madeira Film Festival. And this island was like out of a storybook. Right. So cool. And we're like, where are we? Like Madeira out of all the yeah. places. But we played this palace yeah. for everyone from Portugal. So it mm -hmm. was like the prime minister the, oh my the, gosh. <laughs> like, oh. of Portugal was there. And then um, I don't even know if Portugal has a prime minister, but... <laughs> The, um, you sound very I'm convincing. Thinking, I'm thinking Canada, but um, it just was a massive room and it was a palace and it, this hotel was really known as called Reed's Palace and the, we didn't need any reverb. I mean, it was just oh, like sure. 20 foot ceilings with, wow. with really beautiful everything. It just was a really memorable moment. Oh, for me, my favorite um, venues, oh man, Troubadour is always fun. Oh, that's um, cool. I love the Troubadour. Pappy and Harriet's is fun. Um, that was a great, Pappy and Harriet's. I had an amazing, cool experience. Lance and I had never been to Nashville before. And it happened that Jess was there working on a project and Tyler was there. They were playing with the Lone Bellow at the Ryman, which is just probably the most historic, iconic place for music in Nashville, right? Wouldn't y'all say? Yeah, we never played there as a band, but we we did play not a show, but we played a cooking TV show once. Remember? Ooh. We did. Well, tell us about that now that you're on the cooking podcast. It was a PBS cooking show. They set up the like a kitchen like on the Ryman stage and the cameras are facing like there was no one in the audience. The crowd was like on stage and it was almost like flipped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And wow. we played we were like the guests of the show along with some other people. And did you cook on it? We ate. N yeah, we oh, ate, we ate it. Even better. We were like the musical guest. Yeah. That ate the food. Yeah. And then played a song. So we got rewarded for singing. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it called sing play for your supper? It was called you'd like play a sing song. For sing for your supper. It was called sing for your supper. That is such PBS. an adorable concept. That's so cute. I'm feeling a niche coming on with you guys, you know? You. <laughs> yes. Well, know. Yeah. I'm going to make Jess sing for her supper tonight because we're cooking for her. Yeah, you are. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know one of the craziest stories that y'all have had on the road or the trouble y'all ran into 
Jess, is there anything that stands out? Like the craziest thing that's ever happened to us on the road? Does it have to do with food? No, God, let it rip. (laughs) No, like did some panties fly up on stage? (laughs) That's so funny because Jess and I were talking about it earlier and I said the exact same thing. I mean, it's it's kind of easier to come up with like an example where it wasn't like crazy because I mean, like <laughs> it's just chaos. Shit's hitting the fan constantly. Um, I mean, I think it's always crazy. I don't know where to start. I remember, I remember when we played um, on Conan. We had just put out our first record, like independently. Oh, and, and that's no one, a good one. No one um, really knew about us. That's we huge. Down there, and so you think you like made it when you're on there. We had like seven of us, our band, we are all staying in one per one studio apartment floor. And so mm-hmm. after we play on Conan, we're like, we got to go watch it in a bar somewhere. So we go to like the bar and we, uh, um, get them to turn the TVs on and the whole bar is like, Oh my God, it's amazing. Anyway, some of our band members started two brothers, um, started arguing and mm-hmm. we got, they got this physical altercation and we ended up walking back to this floor. We're all going to sleep on and they kind of get in this fight the whole way back, pushing, shoving, um, and some broken ribs and stuff. And then we oh get God. back to the place. Oh my. We're all like settling down on the floor to sleep. And then they, they get up like we have to, we're not done with this argument. So they went back outside. <laughs> um, and they get into a physical fight in the middle of, of the road at like 3 a.m. Oh. And they're, they're basically like beating the crap out of each other. I mean, blood's going. Oh it's God. like the whole thing. And then it got so bad that the neighbors came out. Oh, geez. And they're all watching. <laughs> and they're like just two brothers hashing it out in the middle of the street. And I'm like, y'all, we just, we're on Conan. Right? Like- I don't want to fight anymore because it's all bad. We As we said, everybody loves this song. And after Jess came over and we came up with the name, I told her, you have to write this song for our podcast. And I really didn't give her any option. And I got the chance to, you know, meet Tyler and I kind of cornered him pretty drunkenly and was like, you're going to do this for us. (laughs) (laughs) We want to hear how it all kind of came about, you know, how the lyrics, melody, I know that y'all got the opportunity to do it in Nashville together. So tell us a little bit. Well, well, first off, I, I'd like to say that (laughs) I'm going to laugh. That's okay. Well, Whitney kept sending me, um, little messages like, Hey, what do you think of this song? Do you like, Oh yeah. Like podcasts, other other podcast intros or other songs that she really liked. Oh God. And I kept telling her, you know what? just trust me. Right. Just trust yes. me. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not going to listen to this. And I did. <laughs> and I cringed and it's okay because I love you. <laughs> I love Again, you. I, but I we don't know like, what we're doing this whole I podcast. Like, I was like, oh man. Oh man. And I'm like, just trust me. Just trust me. Because at the end of the day, I know you and I, I know what you guys, what you were trying to right to do and the feel and the vibe of things. And, and I just, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to just come from the heart, come from the feeling of just knowing rather than having it sound like, right. I wanted, right. I didn't want to be affected by other things. I wanted, I'm not a songwriter. I wanted it to be very much the sound 
of what you guys are and knowing you and your love of country music and folk and Americana. And, and that's what Tyler and I are. I'm like, we got this. We got this. This is going to be easy. (laughs) Meanwhile, Whitney's (laughs) forcing down your throat songs that sound nothing like our, you know, what we were trying to accomplish, but that's okay. You know, we had to get there. We had to do our own process. Yeah. Just ignore me. No, exactly. And it was awesome. It was super cool. And I, and so I came over and I'm like, Tyler, let's, I I didn't, I don't even know if I set it up. Like I just said, Hey, can we write a song for this podcast? I had emailed y'all and I sent you the trailer. I just watched the trailer and and just read your great press release or your little bio about the show. And to Jess and I, back when we were a band, active band, we did a lot of, um, thankfully a lot of ad music or at least got the opportunity to try. Mm. And a lot of times when you get a synopsis for like a show or something or an ad, they someone's already spent a lot of time trying to, you know, explain what their goals are and stuff. Reading what you guys put down and like, what can we take from this? That's really important. We know the mom, mm-hmm. um, something about um, Food the nostalgia and- of that. But, and then once you start throwing these words out there and you know, ones you for sure went in there, then you start thinking about what would rhyme. Mm-hmm. You showed up and we talked, we caught up for like 20 minutes because her and I haven't this was the first song we wrote together and probably f- since our band stopped doing music five years ago, Gosh. But, it's just like, but there's a reason we were in a band. Cause it was just really easy for us to jump back into it. And honestly, in 20 minutes we wrote it. And then right where I'm sitting right now in this room, we recorded. <laughs> was there alcohol involved in the writing of the song? After. It went so fast that we didn't even start drinking. We didn't need it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, no, I mean, I had this fantasy that they were drinking dirty martinis <laughs> with blue cheese olives and, you know, reminiscing about their mom and yeah. No. And in fact, we, we wrote the song and then when the recording starts, that's when the frozen pizzas go in. Yeah. And the, and the oh, okay. And right. that yahoo at the end. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just what's that about? That's <laughs> like our it. signature now. Yes, did it on one of the, the first take and she thought the take was done or I don't know. And I was like, well, that's probably the hook of the song. So oh, I love it. <laughs> and of course, when you guys, we sent it to you the first thing, oh, can you make an edit where the woohoo is like this? I'm like, I knew it was going to be the thing. <laughs> I love it. It was perfect for us. You know, it just really captured everything we were looking for and more. I, I mean, clearly you captured what we weren't even looking for because Whitney was sending you a bunch of shit. So <laughs> it was. <laughs> she was saying like pop songs. So it, was, it was so funny. God, now I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Still taste you on my lips But am I still on your So Tyler, uh, was your mom a cook? Yeah. I grew up in Iowa, town of 5,000. So in the Midwest and she, my, both my parents grew up on farms and mm. with lots of kids. And so I think they cooked the same way they grew up, which was just meat and potatoes. Sure. And, mass. Um, and so that's pretty much what I had most of the time growing up. I mean, my, my mom's still, if she knows that kids are coming home, she asks us all like, what's your favorite meal? And she'll make a menu and kind of go get Okay, that. What's your favorite meal when you go home? I mean, I feel bad, but it's still just what she used to make, which is just mashed potatoes and some form of 
protein. Right, right. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's still probably what I make now when I'm cooking, but uh, I'm a, kind it's of a, life, a lifelong bachelor, so I haven't had like a tons of times in my life where I was forced to uh, learn a bunch of dishes. You come out to LA or Dallas, we'll teach you how to cook. Okay. Jess, what was your favorite dish that your mama made? Let's just say I grew up in a Slovakian family. Yes. Basically, I'm my mom, my favorite meal. And even to this day, if I was on an island, this would be the meal okay. that I would have before I die. Yes. This would be my last meal. Um, but it's called Sviechkova, okay, which is pureed parsnips, carrots, onions, baked for like a really long time until they get soft and yes. then pureed. And it's baked with a pot roast. Oh. It's like a pork shoulder or or it can be like beef. Okay. And so it's roasted with like the meat. Yes. And then with like bay leaves and allspice in there. When you take the dish out after it's like cooked for hours, quite some time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the meat just like falls apart. Mm -hmm. And you take all the vegetables and you puree it. And it's not a soup. It's more like a sauce, like a very thick uh -huh. vegetable sauce. And you, on a plate, you make dumplings. Oh. And so you take the, the dumpling and you slice it. And so you got sliced dumplings. You got your roast beef or your pork. or your pork. And then you put the vegetable root sauce all Ooh. over it. And it is so divine. And it's it, it's. And it's actually um, a traditional Christmas uh -huh. meal. And we eat it only on Christmas okay. time. Can we get the recipe for Mama Helen? Oh, I, I can make it. I know oh, how to make it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming to town yeah. in April, Jess. Okay, perfect. I mean, it's a phenomenal. These dumplings are yum. So Tyler, do you have a, I know you're a bachelor, but do you have a signature dish that you cook for the ladies? Like when you have them over, is that a, a move you make? Like, oh, come over for my roast chicken. Like Whitney's husband, Lance used to do. Can I tell you when I first met Tyler? Please. The, um, I just, the one thing I remember about him yeah. <laughs> in the food, in the food world, he would have a massive massive round tube of ground beef. Ew. You know those ground beef you buy yeah. in bulk? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like round and tubular. <laughs> like almost like the dog food looking one. Yeah, like it looks like dog food. Who buys that? Apparently half the people at Kroger. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen anyone buy beef this way. Yeah. I, I just didn't, it was always a shock to me. Like, wow, like why so much in a, in a tube? Yeah, and so what'd you do? Squeeze that tube out when it was time for dinner and make up a patty or something? No, I'd cut it. I'd cut them up into patties and put them in, in tinfoil and put them in the freezer to use for meals in the future. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. My go-to for food, if I'm dating someone is to go as long as possible without me having to make them a meal. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, I think you're a really good cook, though. There were moments I remember you would like make meals and they were fantastic. I mean, what I mean, I made like a tuna like thing yesterday that was like tuna noodles with some, you know, essentially. Oh my like God, that's bread. so 70s, Tyler. We need to bring you up. <laughs> you know what? We're, you're going to come over to Auntie Courtney's for a cooking lesson. We're going to teach you how to make the panty dropper roasted chicken. Yeah, <laughs> please. The, the girls are going to be flocking to you 
more so than they would if you were on stage. We'll get you set up. I'm interested in learning more. Also, in the meantime, you can go to HasisEatThis.com and there's a lot of recipes that are super easy. Yeah, Tyler. We're going to make a cookout of you. Oh, I'll get a cookbook. I love it. We've talked a lot about the genesis of Escondido and how the song has come about. So we want to know what y'all are doing now. Tyler, tell us a little bit about what is life like right now? I kind of do the same thing as I did in Escondido, except for like 50 different artists instead of just my own project with Jessica. So I I produce a lot of music. Um, Like right now I'm working on a, a song for like Sazerac ad. Tyler, you also have a new song out, right? Yeah, I never, I was a solo artist, like I said, when I was in my 20s a long time ago. And so I had the luxury of choosing whether it would be on the internet whenever Spotify happened. So I never put it up there. Um, so I decided I'd be, I'd be sad if I died. I didn't have at least like a few songs of myself out there. So I put one out. I really like it. Thank you. I can't wait to listen. It's really good. Let's give Tyler's song, Girl You're With, a little listen. Jess, tell us a little bit about what you're up to these days. I started a interior design business. Basically, I get to create beautiful spaces, you know, for people. But what's so great is that I've been able to attract and make beautiful spaces for musicians and creative types. Yeah, and right. It's been really great because it's still story t- storytelling. In a Absolutely. Way. Like I still get to tell the story, but I'm telling it through colors and wallpapers and For sure. furniture pieces. And I get to create your story in yeah. a room. I can't wait for you to do our podcast studio when we build it. Oh my gosh. Yes. We're going to do one in the back. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. I love it so much. Tyler and Jess, do you have anything else you would like to say on Hasis Eat This? I'm hungry. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Where can we follow you? Follow us at Escondido Band and then I'm TylerJames.com or at TJ Cinnamons. Aren't we the band Escondido.com? Yeah, but I haven't updated our site since we quit. So it's on. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, www.thebandescondido.com. We still have albums that you can listen to on Spotify. Yeah, check it out on Spotify. Yeah. That's what um, Spotify, listen to Escondido, E-S-C-O-N-D-I-D-O. Mm-hmm. And then you can look up marosdesigns.com. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous website. Yeah. And Maros Design on Instagram. What's the and handle? At Maros underscore designs with an S. Well, thanks everybody. Thank you. Thank you. It was really great to get to know you, Tyler. And Jess, as always, love seeing you. Love you. Love your show, Court. Love you. Love your show. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo!
Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at HeySisEatThis.com. And don't forget to call into the Haysis hotline at 866-4-HAYSIS with funny mama stories or kitchen conundrums of your own. 